As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 30. And I have three spooky stories for you today, and story number one comes from Maximus. I live in a small town in Iowa, and my first experience is from eight years ago when I was like 15. I was working at a local restaurant and was put in charge of cleaning the bathrooms at the end of the night. No customers were inside, and I knew the rest of the crew working with me. As precautionary measures, you have to ask if there is any woman in the women's room Me being male and all, I peeked my head in and asked hello, and expected nothing in response. Instead, I got a quiet, I'm here, in a woman's voice over my shoulder. I had never had any encounters before that, so it petrified me, and I never had to clean the bathrooms again. My next experience was when I was in Gettysburg for an 8th grade school trip. We spent the whole day learning about the war and at the end of the day we were told that the hotel the class were staying in was supposedly haunted. I was staying in a room with two of my friends from school and wasn't phased by the haunting because the ghost was known to reside in a different room. I fell asleep before the other two in my room and was awoken two hours later by my very scared friends. After I was asleep for about an hour I got out of bed, walked 20 feet across our hotel room and put my hands around my friend's throat. After waking up an hour later, I could cloudily remember getting back into bed after the event, but nothing else. In my opinion, it was a possession. My third experience was in June of 2022, and is definitely the most creepy for me. My family and I have vacationed to the same resort and the same cabin every year since around 2010. 2022 was a little different for me. My great-grandpa passed in February of that year and we hadn't quite gotten over it yet. We usually stay for a week and nights one to five I slept great. I was used to sleeping in the same bed every year so it was no sweat. Night six was different though. I started dreaming of me walking around in a Tony Stark-ish house that I had visited in different dreams. However, the dream usually just fades away while I'm still touring. This time I walked past a door that was open and the room was giving off a low light as I walked by. For some reason I stopped and slowly backed up to the doorframe and looked in. I was looking into my deceased great-grandpa's kitchen. 
and the light coming from the room was the open fridge door illuminating a figure bent down rummaging through it. I recognised the figure as my grandpa and I shouted to him, Hey grandpa! As the words left my lips he slowly stood up straight and in less than a second turned his head to look at me and what I was greeted with was my grandpa's face but blacked out shadowy eyes. I woke up immediately and lay there in a pool of sweat for about 40 seconds. At that time I had been listening to the podcast and was instantly compelled to check the time. So 40 seconds after I woke up I checked the clock and I'm as serious as I've ever been it was 3.34. I freaked out and flipped the lights on. The next morning I went and bought crystals and haven't had anything negative like that since. So being as the last story was so creepy I figured I'd end with a sweet one. My dog of the last 13 years had to be put down a couple of months ago. He was my good boy and his name was Bandit. In the last two months, I believe we've encountered his spirit. One day while at work, my sister heard my bedroom door open. It's very clear because I run fans in my room and her room is close to mine. There was nobody else in the house and the bedroom door wasn't initially latched, just pushed closed to the door frame. Bandit used to fling doors open all the time with a nudge of his snout. My sister was freaked a little but I thought nothing of it. About a week later I was lying on my stomach in bed to prevent sleep paralysis and felt pressure near my feet. I rolled over to my back and I felt a figure lying between my legs like he used to. I might sound crazy for admitting this but I softly said, Good bandit, now go and lay down. I felt the pressure fade and I haven't had anything from him since. Oh Maximus, we love a good dog story when they come back. And they let their owners know that we're still here, still looking out for you. I don't know what it is about pet stories, but honestly, they make me more emotional than anything else. And that first experience, Maximus, of working in that restaurant and hearing a woman going, I'm here, over your shoulder, (laughs) must have been absolutely terrifying being so young, first of all, and then experiencing that. And Gettysburg is like one of those places that's on my list. People are always contacting me and saying, you need to come to Gettysburg, you need to go to Gettysburg. It's supposed to be super haunted. And uh, yeah, it's one of those places that's on my list. I don't know why anyone was telling eighth graders on a school trip that the hotel was haunted. So eighth grade, I've looked it up and I believe it's like age 13 to 14. I know for a fact as a teacher that if I'm telling eighth graders that the hotel that they're staying in is is haunted, someone's going to be crying in the middle of the night. Somebody is going to be crying in the middle of the night and waking me up. So I'm saying nothing. But it does sound like whatever happened in your hotel room was really freaky putting your hand around your friend's throat in your sleep, that is terrifying. And I'm really sorry that you had that experience of your great-grandpa passing away and then having that terrifying dream about him. I mean, you'd like to think that hopefully it was it was just, just a dream, even though it was absolutely terrifying. And, you know, you're in this Tony Stark-type house and wandering around and you open a door and, you're, and it's your grandpa's kitchen. I hope that that means that it, it was just a freaky dream and not anything more scary or more worrying but at least you know that you've got bandit looking out for you and that's the main thing and story number two comes from amy i'm a paramedic as is my wife but we are both open to spiritual things supernatural things ufos etc we were sat in our living area as we'd been out in the garden it was a hot sunny day cloudless and i needed to escape the heat i was sat facing the window my wife adjacent to me on another sofa. As I said, it was a bright sunny summer's day and we'd come inside to escape the heat a little. Then, abruptly, everything went dark. 
the room went dark. It was like night time. We could still make objects out, etc. in the room, but it was dark and it stays like that for a few seconds. And then abruptly, after just a few seconds, daylight returns. I asked my wife excitedly, did you see that? And she says that she did. This is the weird thing. I was looking out the window when it happened and I saw the sky turn from bright daylight to an almost pitch black night sky for those few seconds and then back to daylight. It was not a cloud or a plane going over blocking the sun. I saw the sky, the whole sky, turn into what I can only describe as night for those few seconds. No stars, no moon, no sun, no changes in hue, just dark. It was like for those few seconds someone had turned the lights out, flicked a switch from daylight to nighttime to daylight and I was shocked. I literally thought I was having a stroke. Like I said, I immediately asked my wife if she saw that and she confirmed that everything went dark so I wasn't having a stroke but what the hell happened? A glitch in the matrix, aliens, we slipped into a parallel universe or time slip. I don't know, we googled it and I did find this is a phenomenon that others have experienced so thankfully we aren't alone or crazy. That honestly has blown my mind and interestingly somebody sent me an email, hello if that's you, I don't have your name to hand, sent me an email asking me about um, the episode where we covered the sun blacking out for a few seconds. So I've just gone back to check and it is a person named Heather. Hello Heather if you're listening. And they said I've been trying to find the episode where I could have sworn you all covered the sun vanished. Could you please tell me which one it is? I'd be so grateful. I don't remember covering that before. What a weird coincidence. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. Well that has weirdly unnerved me. Um, <laughs> But we're here now so we keep going. I, I don't know what to tell you Amy. I don't know what to tell you. It sounds like if something is blacking out the sun to that degree, like it's not an airplane going past. It's not like a cloud going over the sun. We've all had experiences where you've been out and it's really sunny and a dark cloud passes over and it suddenly becomes darker. But it doesn't become like night darkness, like pitch blackness. So for something to do that, to be able to plunge you and your wife into literal nighttime, it would have to be something positively mind-blowingly enormous passing overhead like it would have to be enormous it couldn't just be a plane or whatever like it would have to be humongous bigger than we can even comprehend I think like I'd love to know if your neighbors experienced the same thing or if other people experienced the same thing at the same time I am dying to know like I'd love to know as well where this took place in the world Because like you said, it clearly is a phenomenon that happens to other people. So no, I don't think you're crazy. I think the situation is crazy, but I don't think you're crazy. And like you, my first instinct would be, oh my God, I'm having a stroke. As somebody who has visual disturbances, extreme visual disturbances when I have a migraine, my first instinct would be something medical. And I'd be thinking, oh my God, I'm either about to have the worst migraine of my life or... I'm having a stroke or something medical is happening to me. But when it happens to two people at the same time, that's not medical and I don't know what to tell you. That feels really glitch in the matrixy, like something went wrong with the simulation and I'm scared. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. 
That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And story number three comes from Kate. When I saw these, what shall I call them, dark images, I hadn't been aware of the term shadow figures. Despite me always having an interest in the paranormal, nor had I come across the term blacker than black, but they were all of the above. I'm originally from England, but have been living in Canada since 2011. My husband and boys had spent three years previous to that living in the US. We always love our vacations there. Feels like another home and living in Alberta, Canada, it takes a while for summer to get going. So like Manny, we head south of the border to soak up some of the sun's warm rays and break up our long winters. The spring of 2016 was no different. We had booked a little rental house in La Quinta, close to Palm Springs. The US Open at Indian Wells had just finished and Coachella had yet to happen. The weather was typical California sun. Hot days of 30 degrees, cooler nights, perfect cool down the surrounding desert. The small rental house was situated in a modern residential area, end of a cul-de-sac and backing on to one of the many golf courses that surround the area. The owners had spent time and money making this a comfortable, clean property to stay in. In the garden was a little pool. It all looked lovely. It even felt comfortable. But something was off with the master bedroom. It felt heavy. I put that down to the fact that it was decorated with a big heavy four-poster bed. There was not much natural light and what windows there were faced east and they were hidden from sunrise by the tall garden wall. That room felt heavy and still. But I was a mum of two young boys, ten and eight years old, and this was a holiday. I was pretty determined to push those odd feelings aside and to enjoy the hot sunshine and being able to be outside without multiple layers of clothing. I should say that although looking back I definitely linked the heaviness of the room to my experience, the shadow figures appeared just once while I was there, but that room, I did not want to spend much or any time longer than I had to in it throughout my stay. I had gone to bed tired, happy and relaxed, having put my boys in their bedrooms. Nothing particularly remarkable about the day. The boys had run out of steam, having played in the pool at the end of the day, just normal holiday stuff. I'd read, taken off my glasses and turned off the light. The room was dark, well no shocks there, it was night and as I said before, there was not much natural light that lit the room. At some point later though, I'm not sure of the time, I woke. It was one of those nudging feelings you get as a parent to wake. I leaned up on my elbow and saw what I initially thought were both of my boys standing next to my bed. As I'm reaching for my glasses though and asking what they needed, I felt a deep sinking feeling. This room was dark, but they were darker. 
I hadn't even thought of this before hearing accounts on other podcasts about shadow figures being blacker than black. Like all light has been sucked out, a blackness that seemed thick. The height of these figures were about the same as my two boys, which is why I thought it was them. The taller figure closest to me, then a middle figure and then a third. Oh wait, I don't have three children. Now my heart was beginning to pound. Then I realised if they were my boys, they probably wouldn't be standing at least an arm's length away from me. They'd be much closer. But these shadows were standing in line of descending height. Although I'd reached for my glasses, I hadn't put them on. So I shuffled to put them on, looked up and nothing. They were gone. I just sat in bed for a few minutes wondering what on earth had just happened. I then got up to make sure my boys were indeed in their rooms and they were sound asleep. No way in the split second that it took to put my glasses on could they have run back to their rooms and opened and closed the doors without me being aware. A blackness that seemed thick. The room remained feeling heavy and I didn't like it. I almost emailed the owner when I got home to see if he had had others who had stayed there have similar experiences, but I felt silly. It certainly wasn't sleep paralysis. I'm still not certain what I saw or experienced that night. I only told my family about it last year. I've even tried researching the area but found nothing. However, the land tucked under the Santa Rosa Mountains, I'm sure has an interesting past. Right, Kate, you're episode has prompted me to share something which happened to me a few years ago maybe four maybe three or four years ago and it was when I was living in my previous house I can't I don't think I've ever lived in a haunted house and I never had any paranormal experiences in this particular house until this night and I don't even know if it was a paranormal experience but I had gone to bed and as somebody who loves sleep I would generally go to bed before Dan And I had gone to bed and fallen asleep really quickly and I had woken up like an hour later and the room was darker than I could possibly get my head around. It honestly was the strangest thing. Like the room was pitch, pitch black dark and I live in the city and there were streetlights outside. You know, there was natural light that came in, but this room was pitch, pitch dark, darker than I had ever experienced and it was silent. It was like all the sound had been sucked out of the room. And I was really freaked and I woke up really freaked and I, and I, you know, wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't a happy bunny and I couldn't figure out what was happening, but I, but it it felt heavy and dense and thick and the air didn't feel right and everything felt wrong. And it was so dark and so silent. And again, I live in the city. I live next to a train train track, which I've lived next to for a really long time. There is always noise. And anyway, at the time, I went back to sleep and Dan came to bed. That was fine. Nothing abnormal happened until I spoke to him about it the next day. And I said, the weirdest thing happened. And he was like, go on. And I said, I woke up and the room was, and he was like, blacker than black. And I was like, oh my God. He had walked into the room a little bit after the time maybe that I had woken up or maybe before I'd woken up, whenever it was, he had walked into the room and he said the room was freakishly black and there was no sound in the bedroom, but everywhere else in the house was completely normal. And he said that the air felt heavy. It felt weird in the room. There was just a weird vibe. And obviously, blacker than black, no noise. It was like existing in a vacuum for that space of time. And I never could quite figure it out. Never figured out what happened. 
nothing nothing happened afterwards there was no I didn't have any bad dreams that I remember and neither did Dan that night like nothing neither of us had sleep paralysis nothing but just for that period of time it was like all of the joy and all of the normality had been sucked out of the world and the room just existed in this vacuum. It was so strange. And that's what your story has reminded me of. And I sometimes feel like, what if these weird things happen all the time and we just don't wake up? Like, what if we regularly have shadow figures knocking around in our rooms and we just don't know about it because we don't wake up? And does a house necessarily have to be haunted for these things to happen? I don't think so. And why was it, Kate, in that particular room that was the only place that you could feel it, that heaviness, that stillness and that that darkness, that it really it really is a weird feeling. Why was it only in that room that you could feel it? And why did these shadows that were blacker than black seem to take the shape of three little boys? Like, is it a case where a shadow figure will take the shape of something that you recognize or something that it thinks will gain your attention I don't know, but it doesn't sound like sleep paralysis. I can I can say that. It definitely doesn't sound like sleep paralysis because you sat up, got your glasses, all of that jazz. And if those shadow figures were your kids and they sprinted back to their bedrooms and like you'd absolutely hear them, you know, you'd, you'd 100% hear them. It's so weird. It's so weird. And I just don't think that these shadow figures are necessarily connected to haunted houses. I think it it's just a thing that happens. And it seems weird to me that it happens for so many people all over the world. It's weird. My sister was telling me recently that um, my niece, who is three, she has she has this new thing, or at least she's done it a couple of times, where um, my sister has woken up and my niece has been standing next to her bed, like an inch away from her face, just staring, <laughs> just staring at her, waiting for her to wake up, <laughs> which is very freaky. Kids are just kids are creepy. Sorry, Isla, if you're listening, you're creepy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Maximus, Amy and Kate for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow.